0: It's time to fire up the three-cylinder Star Drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three-Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Man, I think Richard, we just saw the best, the action, best fi- action, action film in history.
1: Movie ever <laughs> made. Oh my word. Does it have much of a story? No, because because it has a story, but not much of a story because there's not much time in between every single fight scene for for to squeeze any story in. There's just so much fighting and uh, killing. John Wick's killing. In this movie to, oh my to fit much story in. He's like, here's a little bit of story back to the killer.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing about the film. Now, we want to give a spoiler-free review of this film. We, we want people to see it because it's amazing. Okay? Um, right now, before I ever say another word about it, I'm going to give it five stars. And if I could give it six, I would. Yeah, I, because it's amazing.
1: I uh why can't you give it five? I mean, why can't you give it six? We do what we want. Okay. Give it six stars, Roger. We can do it. Yeah. Six
0: stars for for John Wick I mean, I put, Parabellum.
1: Yeah, I put five. I put a uh, five stars on my little my short little review on <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook.
0: This um, movie, let me just tell you. This movie Gives me all kinds of 14-year-old boy joy. I just absolutely love this movie because...
1: You're not... Your 14-year-old boy <laughs> is not old enough to see this movie, Roger. <laughs> I don't care. What are you doing? I was like, doing?
0: Oh, so cool. Man, okay. You delete First what? of all, Keanu Reeves is just a great human mm. being anyway. I mean, I think I might have talked about it before, about Keanu Reeves and some of the things he's done. I mean, like in his personal life, it's kind of cool. For one thing, he kind of knows how to do all the stuff you see in the movie anyway because he's a competition shooter. Um, and uh, he's, he's actually done, done a lot of the stuff you see in the film. Not kill people, okay? No, no. Shoot targets for sure. But, I mean, you see him do things like loading guns and stuff, and it's, like, unbelievable. Like, it's just... What's really amazing about this movie is that all the action scenes are unpredictable, and they're not cliche. They are inventive, creative, and brilliant. And I mean, when, even from the first, I don't know, two or three minutes of the movie, one of the very first fight scenes, it's like, just like, you've never seen anything like this before. You know, hang on. This ride is not going to stop. It yeah, does not I think, stop. I, this, is,
1: this was a great movie just to watch with, with a with a crowd but just with yes. other people because everybody in the audience is just seeing stuff that go happen like oh what <coughs> this? oh my gosh and they're like people are like seeing crazy stuff happen they're like <laughs> clapping and yes it's like there's I,
0: cheering going I on
1: I can't remember there was some movie but it's been like five years ago or so that was like that with the crowd where it was just fun to be in the theater with people because everybody would just kind of react to things together and um this is just one of those movies. Uh-huh. It's a brutal, bloody, R-rated movie that brings everybody together.
0: I haven't had this much fun watching a movie since Free Fire. Mhm. I mean, it it is just like so visceral and crazy. I mean, and and but you know I just love Keanu Reeves anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy the guy's a great guy and you know we could talk about some of the things that he's done, like he's been caught doing. But the guy is completely humble, doesn't like to be noticed, that kind of thing. He really does He, I mean, he's super famous, but doesn't act like it, you know. Um,
1: the guy just rides the bus in New York. Yeah. Well, he just he, rides the he bus? He does,
0: and he also rides the subway. He does.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Oh, the yeah, subway. he rides the
0: subway. the subway. There's a shot. There's like a video of him riding a subway, a crowded subway, and all the seats are taken, and a lady gets on the subway, and he stands up and gives her his seat. And he doesn't say anything to her or nothing. He just gets up and does it. And it's like, you know, this is the kind of guy Keanu Reeves
1: is. I'm sure there was somebody in that bus that, like, leaned over to him and, like, whispered in his ear, be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, remember the, the tweet that uh, that Conan O'Brien yeah, tweeted yeah. out about what they ought to do? He said... Uh, Bill and Ted 3 just needs to be Bill and Ted sitting and watching John Wick 3 just going, whoa.
1: (laughs) You know, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, when they went back in time and changed stuff, I think they created an alternate timeline and John Wick is actually actually Theodore.
0: This is the fan theory that's kind of interesting. This is my theory. It's it, it is a theory that Richard has about uh, John Wick. He's I do, I Ted. think so,
1: and you, I don't think his real name is John Wick either. Well, they say and you find out he has another name in this movie too. Yeah. So, who knows if that's his real name either? Maybe it's actually Theodore. <laughs>
0: um, what okay? So here's the thing: the things that are great about this movie are just the incredible stunts and the incredible fight scenes, and we get to have. We get to see a martial artist that we haven't seen in film in a while.
1: Mark DeCascos. I oh love my Mark DeCask. I mean, he mostly did B movies and stuff, but they sure. they made it to the big screen. They were like big screen B movies that uh-huh. came out in the eighties and the nineties right. and stuff. I mean, the guy made Double Dragon movie, which yeah, which is which is pretty terrible. Yeah. But but um, <laughs> I still like Mark Dacascos because he's just fun to watch. Mark
0: Dacascos is a really good, um, I guess, opposite to John Wick. He chases John Wick through the whole movie. uh, Most of the movie. Most of the movie. And some of the best lines are said by Dacascos. (laughs) Some of the best lines... Or by him. Another bit that I want you to notice when you see this movie, and it's something that kind of came up in John Wick 2, um, and I don't know if it was really in John Wick 1 that much, but there are a lot of Matrix references in this movie. And some of them were more blatant than others. Some of them are kind of subtle, because you do have Lawrence Fishburne in the film. Um, And, uh, I mean, there are some definite... And there's even lines used that were used in The Matrix that are very iconic kind of lines. Um, one in particular, I won't spoil it for you, but you need to pay attention. Well... Because it's just, dude, The Matrix is like floating in and out of this the whole time. Speaking,
1: speaking of The Matrix and all the amazing stunts, if, if you don't know this, uh, Chad Stolinsky, the director of this, and he directed the... Uh, Chapter two, and he was one of the producers on the first one. Uh He was actually John, uh, John Wick, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, Reeves, uh, stunt stunt double Mm -hmm. for the Matrix, and that's how they met, yeah, um, him and Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves actually sent it to him and, uh, Mm -hmm. who was it, David Leach, right? Leach, uh, um, I think that's how his name's last name is pronounced, Leach, Leach, um had said you guys want to direct this movie because speaking of, again about the stunts those guys run their own stunt studio called mm-hmm. 1181 I think it is yeah. or 1187 yeah. and they're like the biggest stunt studio in Hollywood mm-hmm. and they run that studio and they've been doing those things for years and these guys, and so they worked on uh, The Matrix and got like a second second unit director gig on that and stuff. Uh And so, like, so John Wick 1, the first John Wick, was kind of their big push into becoming actual directors. Right. Uh, David Leach and Chad Zielinski both directed that, dual directed that, and Keanu Reeves said to this one, he said, look at this, do you guys want to direct this? Here's (laughs) what I'm thinking about. They're like, oh, yeah, we can do all these cool fight scenes and stuff like that. And so all the fight scenes and stuff, they set it up. The director's... Mm-hmm. set it up because they're stunt guys they are stunt co- coordinators and so they know how to do all this stuff yeah. and that's why it is so good There's because they're they're not just the directors <laughs> they're doing everything
0: well you think about it it's like um, if you had a movie you know, you're, you're a stunt coordinator and you've got a director telling you what they want and stuff and then you've got to do this scene that they want and sort of fight scene it's fight style that they want and all this stuff but I'm sure that if you're a stunt coordinator, you're making this movie and you're doing stunts for the person because this is the way you want them to be. You're thinking in the back of your head, man, wouldn't it be cool if they did this instead? And that's exactly what you get in this movie. You get like every stuntman's dream <laughs> So of I, what could happen. I, can I mean, t- it's nuts. So
1: I can tell you... What fight scenes there were, like what he did, but I can't really tell you. At the same time, I can't really tell you how it is. I'm, I'm not. That's the thing. I can tell you what it is, but I can't really explain it to you. It's one of those things that you have to see to know what it is. Yeah. So it's it's all visual. It's like you can't really explain it. So
0: it's it's completely visual and uh, incredible, and you're just stunned when it happens. I mean it's like everything that happens in this movie, all the fight scenes, all the incredible choreography. It's just like so mind-blowing. <laughs> I think I think the very
1: first fight in in the movie is my favorite just yeah. because of how ridiculous it is. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But it's so cool. But it's so cool. It's it not is. and it's like it's 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 not comedy, but it is funny. The way the way they do that, because you're just like I can't believe they just did that. He did that with that thing.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, if if you just you know what, if you want to see a great film, um, you know, watch John Wick Three Parabellum. It's amazing. Oh, go out and see it now. And it's
1: it just awesome. it it just uh, so it just made top of the box office too. So that's great. It, it beat Avengers and. So what? so in the awesome. in the domestic box office, you know this was Avengers' fourth week, but still, and,
0: and, and Avengers Endgame has actually surpassed Avatar now. Yeah, yeah, uh, domestic domes- domestically. domestically, yeah, not
1: yet in inter- not yeah. yet worldwide, but yeah, that's a big feat for for John Wick uh, to to beat Avengers even in its it, first e- weekend. Yeah, in its first weekend, even <laughs> yeah. though this is the Avengers' fourth weekend, a movie like I, I can't even. It's hard to imagine, like, after just seeing the first John Wick, that that would become what it is now. Right. And I don't think the directors and them knew that either. It, no. And so, um, let's i I'm be, glad people are supporting it yeah, because it's great. It and is. I, in, and
0: I, um, I want to see more of these John Wick movies. It's And obvi- there will be
1: more. It's obviously—they're going to make more now. Yeah. I Without mean,
0: really. I mean, don't really spoil it, but, I mean, there will be more John Wick Yeah, Wickians. but,
1: I mean, not just the story, but it's making money. It is. And it's making good reviews, and so they're going to make another one. And you've got, I think it's sometime this year, the Continental TV series is going to air on oh. Stars. So,
0: Well, we'll have to break down and get that. Yeah, I I'll,
1: I'll have to subscribe to it again. I quit after they canceled <laughs> Ash vs. Evil. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Okay. <laughs> That's
0: it. So this week we want to talk about a movie that was shot right here in Oklahoma uh, for our movie of the week. Um uh, It's a movie that was shot here in Oklahoma, and the way I found out about it was my son is taking uh, Cinematography One at OCCC's film program, and the teacher of that class, I think his name is Stephen Lynch, um, he made... He is a working cinematographer, but he's done, like, I don't know how many great... I mean, he's he's actually worked on, uh, as a gaffer, on, um, you know, like Planet of the Apes movies... And he's been in a lot of other films, like worked as a crew, and he kind of teaches at the school. Well, as a last thing, they wanted, um, he wanted the, the students to see one of his movies that he made, and so they picked the worst movie he ever did. <laughs> So we, it's on YouTube. We decided well, we would watch it's it. It's also
1: on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, I watched it on Amazon Prime. You know, it, of course it's on Amazon Prime because yeah. Amazon Amazon Prime is a dumping ground. It
0: is. So there's this movie that was made. Okay, they tried to raise, uh, I think, a million dollars to make the film. And they were only able to raise 250000 And they wanted to try and get one of the Baldwin brothers, I think... Uh, I don't remember which Baldwin brother. Not the more expensive Baldwin. Stephen brothers. Baldwin. Probably. Stephen Baldwin. yeah. That guy. He doesn't. He but so he wanted run. too much money, and so they went with Chris Kattan. And this is like Chris Kattan post neck break post. Uh,
1: Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, and SNL. he's
0: also like got a poor guy. He's got a really bad drug problem. Um, they said he showed up to the set like two hours late. Like, well, all the time. I
1: know he's like got some kind of he's got some serious health problems though, he not does. just the drug problem. Yeah, the- I can't remember what it is he has, but it's something pretty serious. Yeah. It's like a lifelong illness.
0: Um. So anyway, they got Chris Kattan to be in this movie. What was the movie called again?
1: Uh, Crazy Enough.
0: Crazy Enough. Okay, so basically it's your Prince and the Pauper movie. It's like. Uh, one get, two twins separated at birth, and um, one of them is raised affluent, and the other one is raised in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what's crazy about this film is that it's shot like almost like half of the movie is shot at OCCC's campus, and some of it's shot like in other places around, like um, the Norman local, Crest. Yeah, there's a local grocery store crest. It's shot at the Norman Crest. It's shot at, I don't know, several different places around neighborhoods and stuff that I recognize since it's, it's, you know, but all of it was shot here in Oklahoma. So, um, but basically it is one site gag after another and just really lame.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. The, the, the audio mix is pretty, is not good. Um, the, 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 voiceover the the mic it's like there's some it probably it sounds a lot like what you're hearing now on the podcast yeah and it's not in <laughs> its drowned and there's music to scenes but the music is drowned out by the by the dialogue
0: and um, richard thought that the music is all canned but actually and i looked this up it's actually all the music is done by the guitarist for the Flaming Lips who are from Oklahoma. Well,
1: there is some, some of that I know is public domain because, (laughs) like, they've got the one where he's pulling in the driveway and go, I I, I can't sing, of course, but, but it's that song they play, like, in the old cartoons and stuff when, when, like, somebody sees, like, like, when Pepe Le Pew sees uh, that girl cat and they play that, (laughs) Music. It's that music yes. they always play when when it's like love at first sight and they go that that's on that's public domain. That's been
0: in like multiple looney tunes cartoons. <laughs> so yeah. um but I mean Chris Kattan does a pretty decent job of mm-hmm. trying to be funny in this, but just man, it's just not as funny as it could have been. Yeah.
1: Honestly the way, script, the way the way the way you made it sound <laughs> It was it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's the, that's the nicest thing I can say about it. I'm not keeping any praise <laughs> on this thing. I just uh, it was just not as bad as I thought it would be. It was we, it was watching In other words,
0: we've seen worse.
1: It, we've seen worse. It could yeah, have it. it could have been worse is what I'm saying. Um yeah, but some huh. of it was kind of the the scene there's a scene at the end where he meets up with his twin yeah. and you they do that thing where you see some stand in from behind when they're talking to each other and they go back and forth between oh, yeah. his face. But the stand ins are taller than Chris Katan. <laughs> and so that yeah, kind, so that weird. kind of, so that that kind of that kind of ruins shatters the illusion there.
0: Yeah, the the, the stand-in's shadow was like actually going over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Um,
1: no, I mean like his head was like over his head almost. <laughs> he was clearly a taller guy than Chris Kattan. And it's like they couldn't you couldn't find you couldn't just find somebody off of the street that was about the same height as him.
0: Here's a tip: if you're using a body double uh, and you have to raise your camera really high to shoot over their shoulder to shoot the other guy probably not the right guy either. yes <laughs> but uh yeah the, the my my son's teacher said that uh this is the movie that made him realize he should never produce or write a movie ever again and so since then all he's ever done is like you know just doing crew work which that's a good gig man if you can become be on a movie crew that's a really good gig because it's you realize that the lowest paid person on a movie set, and he and we're talking about low budget movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, lowest paid person on a movie set is a thousand dollars a day. Thousand mm-hmm. dollars a day. That's good. That's not bad. That's not bad. At not right? bad. Um, you know, hey, you could work and most what most shooting schedules were thirty to sixty days. So.
1: And I think there's probably a 60% chance you'll be working on a Nicolas Cage movie because <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but he's got like a new direct-to-video movie like every month because sure. the guy is like poor and he has he actually has to pay all these bills now. He's like, he has no money yeah. right now. And so he's like taking all these low-budget vi- direct-to-video jobs to pay his bills. So, <laughs> yeah. so what's bad for Nicolas Cage,
0: good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, watch crazy enough or not, um, but definitely go see John Wick Three Parabellum. It's awesome. Which so we we, you were looking
1: up. We were talking about that in our in our the the subtitle in mm-hmm. our uh, looking forward to twenty nineteen segment, and you looked up Parabellum and it was a gun, but it turns out Parabellum is actually Latin for, uh, if you want. Peace, he said. Uh, parabellum means prepare for war. Yeah. So, yeah. I just kind of wanted to. Yeah. It's Latin so for, it's Latin, Latin for, for prepare for war. So yeah, not a gun. Maybe it is, is it a gun? I guess. I don't is know. Is it both? You looked it up and you found a gun. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just <laughs> parabellum. That's just like well, it's John Wick. So here's some guns in your <laughs> in your search.
0: All right. Well. Go see John Wick 3 Parabellum. Uh, Until next week, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts.